Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part four in our series, Out of Your Comfort Zone. Today, we're talking about creating that spiritual connection. And there's a quote from T. Harb Ecker that says, the only time that you are growing is when you are uncomfortable. And as we've been talking about this whole get out of your comfort zone series, I think there's a lot of growth that's happening in couples. And we're going to be digging into that more today as we talk about, you know, getting out of your comfort zone in regards to spiritual connection. But first we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug and a hug is really an opportunity for you to connect with someone else in the one family to, to know that your story is mirrored in other people that you can Mm -hmm. hear their breakthrough. And this hug came from an email that we received that said, my husband and I just celebrated our 24th anniversary. We have three teenage kids and have had our struggles over the last 24 years. About a year ago, my husband came across the seven day sex challenge and wanted to try it. Of course, with busy lives and my reluctance, I was not interested as we were in a bad place in our marriage. Mm. I later discovered that he had had a sexual texting affair that lasted a few months. Once this came out to the open, we decided to try the seven days of sex challenge to help regain the connection we had lost while working on every other aspect of our marriage. Wow. We began the sex challenge back in January and thought it would be just seven days. Well, here we are 21 weeks later and 145 days later, and we are still having sex every day. Oh my gosh. This was not planned. It just happened and has brought us so much closer, made us so much more intimate in every aspect of our marriage. The sex challenge helped us through our healing and to process through our pain and come out on the other side stronger and more in love than ever. We are having the best sex of our lives now. We have also been listening to your podcast and love them. Keep doing what you are doing. We are very thankful to have found you guys. Holy mackerel. Amazing. Wow. Wow. Amazing. I mean, yeah. here's a couple that, that literally has made intimacy a lifestyle <laughs> in their marriage. Yes. It, it's, 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 it is who they are. I mean, 145 days, this is a habit. Yeah. Th- this is how they have redefined and reconnected. And I, I love it when people that have been married, you know, 20, 30 plus years share with us that they're having the best sex of their lives. Yeah. I think that is actually, um, especially cause I know we have a lot of folks who are newlyweds dating, engaged, you know, young marrieds. And they're like, like, is this as good as it gets? No, Mm-mm. it gets so much better. You learn one another, you get to experience one another, you get to open up and, and share what you enjoy with one another. I mean, it's, it's such a process. And, and here Elisa and I are at 23 years married. And I mean, my goodness, we, we had sex earlier this week and honestly mind blowing to the point of just like, this is awesome that we have been able to be so open and honest and transparent with one another that it has transformed mm-hmm. our sexual intimacy. And it was twice in one day. 
And it was twice in one I'm day. I'm just that, gonna like that's little, right. And not even on my days to initiate. Like so, I just want we, y'all we to know. Little high five for Lisa there. Yay, <laughs> yay, Lisa. High, high five for Tony too. Hey, high five for Tony. Yes, but it wasn't my day, so yeah. I could have said no the second time. That's I'm just true. Saying. So okay, all joking aside, we have been in this series around you know, getting out of our comfort zones. And, and we, what I love it when we do some of these series is when we get to tackle things from each of the intimacies, because sometimes we might be like singularly focused on financial intimacy or sexual intimacy. And so this has been really an ex, an exploration mm-hmm. of what does it mean to get out of your comfort zone in some way, shape or form in each one of the intimacies. And, you know, the first week we talked about, you know, really creating that space where you can get out of your comfort zone and your emotional intimacy and, and you have that feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Right, which we have in so many other areas of our marriage or of our lives, but not necessarily in our marriage. And then we talked about how a shared vision of your future can really get you on the same page in terms of your financial intimacy. And last week we were talking about, you know, those conversations around your sexual intimacy, how you can mm-hmm. get out of your comfort zone there. And this week we're talking about one that that people tend to shy away from. Right. We're talking about getting out of the comfort zone when it comes to your spiritual intimacy. And the reason that we need to talk about this, you guys, we asked the question, how many of you in your marriage would say that your spiritual intimacy is where you want it to be? The answer was 13%. There's a lot of room for growth there. Mm-hmm. If we're at 13%. For all of us. For all of us. And this is, I would say out of all the intimacies, this is probably the one that challenges Tony and I the most. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Or am I just saying? Okay. No, I no, 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 no. I, I think we are. We, we, we aren't as intentional as we need to be around it. There huh? are definitely different things that we do, and yet I feel like this is the one intimacy that does tend to lack. If we looked at all of our intimacies, yes. Yeah. If this was a wheel, you know, if this was our tire, this would mm-hmm. be the flat spot mm-hmm. on the tire. Definitely. And that's why. That's part of the reason why doing these series, guys, we never get behind the mics and are like, wow, we've got it all figured out. Tony and Lisa have a perfect marriage. They like, we've got no room for growth. Are you kidding me? Always. Always. This is a show where I'm like, uh, even as I was preparing the show, I'm like, ooh, I've got some new ideas on what we're going to be doing as a couple. And we're going to be sharing those. But this is one of those topics, truthfully, that you're not supposed to talk about. Right. It kind of it kind of sits up there with, you know, we're told, you know, don't discuss religion, finances, sex or politics. Well, uh, in the one extraordinary marriage, you know, sh- on the one extraordinary marriage show and in the one family, we definitely discuss sex. Mm-hmm. We've talked about politics. We definitely talk about finances and we do talk about religion. So, you know what, we're just going to break all the barriers around this because it is it, it can be a factor in the connection between the two of you mm-hmm. and anything that's going to impact the connection impact the overall intimacy between the two of you needs to be discussed it needs to have strategy we need to equip ourselves and one another to get out of the comfort zone and to say okay you know what we're not going to be comfortable here we're going to step into this place of growth we're going to stretch into that and you know it was interesting because i was like well what you know we asked the question well what's the struggle right? What is the struggle? You know, and part of it is it's hard to even define Mm -hmm. for a lot of people what spiritual intimacy means to them, Mm -hmm. right? We got things like, you know, well, it's praying together or it's having conversations about faith or spiritual intimacy is going to church together or reading the Bible or doing devotionals or even something completely different. And 
you know, interestingly enough, and we talk about this a lot in the one family is that we, we have to be having the conversations, husband and wife to say, how are we defining this? Or how do you define it? How do I define it? And what, what definition can we bring together? Because when you have those different definitions, no wonder only 13% of us mm-hmm. are living in lives where, you know, our marriage is that spiritual intimacy is hitting where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. We're not having the conversation. We're not defining this. We're not getting on the same page, on the same team together. And, and this is something that Tony and I have navigated literally since the beginning of our marriage, right? We, we both grew up Catholic mm-hmm. and, you know, I stopped going to church in college. Tony stopped going to church in high school. Yep. We, we got married by a Methodist minister at a winery in Temecula, much to the, probably the pain and dismay of our Catholic parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that we didn't... An, in a gazebo? It was all. It was an amazing venue. We, we loved it. Well, but it was we, great but, for us. Yeah, but we were we were definitely when we left, we left. We, there was no turning back. There was no going like oh sometimes or maybe I no. For me, it was no. It was like I'm done. I told my mom at 16. I'm like I'm done, and I walked away. And I was like that's it. But I will say that even going back to our wedding, when we were trying to figure out like who was going to marry us, I knew that this was like there was going to be some tension with my parents. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so even though it wasn't like a huge at the forefront, spiritual intimacy wasn't at the forefront, I knew that Tony and I were going to have to have some kind of conversation around faith and who was marrying us and what that was going to look like and how I was going to navigate that with my parents and, and, you know, these different types of things. And so, so it was those seeds were being planted to have these conversations. And yet, Lisa brings that stuff up. And I don't recall any of that. Just as an FYI to you guys, for me, it was sort of like at that point in time, I was sort of like, if that's what you want to do, Elise, go for it. I, like, doesn't bug me. I, I don't, you know, if, if it's, I just wanted to get married, I was like, if, if, if this is going to appease your folks and they're going to be happy, especially her dad, I was like, go for it. And yet for me and in the conversations that we were in, I don't even remember those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the early years of our marriage, we weren't really talking about it. Um, mm, no, nope. I, I don't remember a single conversation in the first, you know, three and a half years. And then Tony hiked the PCT mm-hmm. 2000. At, in 2000. And we were having these parallel faith experiences, mm-hmm. w- you know, while he's out on the trail and while I'm home and, and we had these experiences. And so, you know, he came back in 2001, we got baptized. Um, well, we, we ended up moving and we ended up moving to Rancho Santa Margarita and right Near there is Saddleback Church. Rick Warren, if you're familiar with Rick Warren, Saddleback and Church. And we happened to get a flyer and we were, you know, we had been walking this parallel experience and we got it and we were like, all right, well, that sounds cool. And so we walked in there and we were, it, that was the first time that I can recall Elisa and I being in a church other than for a wedding. Wedding like, or funeral, yeah. Like we chose to step into that arena. Mm-hmm. We, we, we chose to, to be there and we were rocked. And, and so like Lisa said, in, in 2001, we got baptized there at Saddleback Church. You know, and over the years it's been, you know, we've gone to church together. We've, you know, from time to time done devotionals together. We've prayed together. Sometimes we've had some disastrous praying together experiences. Um, and we've have just evolved these different rhythms, mm-hmm. but not necessarily in sync with one another. Right. I, I would say at this point in time in our lives, we are we are strong in our faith. The the deal with that though saying that is we're strong in our faith individually. Mm-hmm. Elisa does her stuff, I do my stuff. 
I do my prayer time. I do my prayer walks. Alisa will do her time sitting in the chair. She'll do her, her worship music or I'll do my worship music more so than her. So individually we're there together. It overlaps. And yet I think what it, where it overlapped the most was us attending on a Sunday. Well, we haven't attended since the beginning of March. In the building. In a building. Right, right. I mean, online, I struggle with online stuff. Just being truthful with it, I do struggle with that. Um, so the piece where we came together was on those Sundays or other events. And because that's not there, I think that's where we're seeing from a new light, mm-hmm. from a new place and going... What, what does our spiritual intimacy look like? Because prior to that, I would have said, "Hey, you know what? We're doing pretty. I, I feel like we're we're strong in in our in our faith walk and our spiritual connection." And yet, it's been three months now, and I'm going, mm, uh, not we, as strong. I don't think we are. I I'm feeling like I don't think we're as strong in our spiritual connection that than I thought we were. That's mm-hmm. that's just where we are. It's where we are, and it's why we you know once a week, twice a week, we'll come behind these microphones and share with you, you know, that we need to get out of our comfort zone. And, you know, it was interesting because uh, we asked the question, you know, what do you see as a challenge to having the spiritual intimacy that you want in your marriage? And some of the comments that came up were things like different upbringings were just inconsistent. There are different comfort levels with discussing it. There are different expectations. Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel insecure on how I do it. Uh, it's not, we can't find the time. We don't make it a priority. It feels too vulnerable. Mm. And I I wrote that list, right, as I was looking at all the answers and going through it. And the first thing that pops in my head is, well, that's the same reason that people aren't having sex, right? Like if you didn't know that this was a show on spiritual intimacy and getting out of your comfort zone around spiritual intimacy, and you just heard that list standing by itself, how many of you would be like, well, that describes our sex life. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a huge, you guys, it was like a huge sucker punch when that list started, you know, when all these answers came in and, and we will say it every show, we are so grateful for the one family and for how you guys respond to our polls on Instagram, because this is the stuff that is changing lives. Mm -hmm. Because this list right here, you know, when I saw it, I was like, oh, wait a minute. We've figured out how to do this around our sexual intimacy. We have figured out how to overcome our upbringings or the fact that we didn't used to make sex a priority or the fact that, you know, there are times when we feel insecure or it feels too vulnerable or we, you know, don't know how to make it a time or make it a priority. We've figured out how to do that in one area of our marriage. So why on earth am I making excuses? And this is, this is all me, you guys. I'm raising my hand. If we were on video, you'd be able to see it. Why am I making excuses for why this area of my marriage is not strong and flourishing? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you why is because we haven't been intentional and we haven't taken action. And, and so in pretty much all the other intimacies of our marriage, we are intentional and we take action. And I feel like this is the one that has been like floundering out there and the exposure to us not being and attending church on a Sunday in a building has opened up 
our eyes to going, wait a minute, we are inconsistent. We, 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 we do have different expectations, but we haven't really discussed those expectations with each other. We do have some insecurities of how does it look like to, to pray together, to do a devotional together, to lead spiritually. And, and so I think for us, it's the exposure of it. And I think for any of us, whenever we're struggling in an area of our marriage, the exposure is what makes you go, oh man. The hands get sweaty. The heart rate may go up. You may get uncomfortable. You may just feel like, uh, what? Because exposure allows us to see those things that maybe aren't, we're not doing as well as we want to. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a bad thing though. I think we look at exposure and just go, oh my gosh, it's bad. I, I gotta, I gotta get away from it. And instead we need to run to it. And I think what Elise and I are saying to each other here and to you, the one family is that we need to run to this together. Mm-hmm. We got our individual stuff and yet we need to run to this area of our, in, our, of all our intimacies together so we can be stronger. Well, and, you know, I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, COVID and and just, you know, shelter in place and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff has really impacted it. But, you know, once you get that awareness, it's what do you do with it, right? Once the light is shine, shines on a particular area of your marriage, will you take Will you take the steps that you need to do in order to make this actually be a strength in your marriage? Or are you just going to kind of keep going through the motions and just sort of live behind the facade? And, and we want to talk about how to strengthen this area and get out of your comfort zone when it comes to spiritual connection right after this word from our sponsor. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. You know, it's interesting as we're talking about this whole place of, you know, what does it look like to really strengthen and get intentional about your spiritual intimacy is that the couple that we're featuring in the July position post, you know, the magazine for the position of the month club and the one platinum community is a couple who took this idea of the 30 day sex challenge. They'd actually participated in that back in October. And they said, you know what, what would it look like for us to do a 30 day spiritual challenge? And, you know, what's so neat about them is that they share in the article how they, you know, they laid out a game plan, Mm kind of sounds like an intimacy lifestyle planner, right? And they each decided that they were going to take turns, kind of sounds like, you know, taking turns initiating. And they found the devotionals, they found the resources, or maybe, you know, if we were equating this to sexual intimacy, new positions or toys, or like they found the pieces in order to be intentional, to put it on their calendar, to make the time to pray and to be focused on this area of their marriage. And what's so incredible is they took what they already knew being a part of the one family. And they said, wait a minute, we got skills here. Mm-hmm. 
We've got the skills. We need to apply them to this area of our marriage that is not strong or as strong as we want it to be. And, you know, as they share, it's transformed their marriage. It's changed. This is becoming a strength in their marriage. And yes, they started off with 30 days, but I can see that they're going to go longer. Mm-hmm. It may ebb and flow. They may, you know, just kind of like when Tony and I did the 60 days of sex challenge and out of that came the, how we defined the intimacy lifestyle, right? You, you can go really intense to get, you know, kind of get your wits about you and go, okay, what do we want this to look like? And then you really craft it for the two of you, but it was so incredible. And that's really, you know, as we were building out this series, that was really what prompted this particular episode because I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody's figured this out and they're doing it better than we can. And we can learn Mm -hmm. from them. We can say, okay, wait a minute. What do we need to do to get intentional about spiritual intimacy, about the spiritual connection? And guys, I get it. There are those of you that your spouse, you know, is he or she is an atheist, right? And so what does that look like? What are the conversations that the two of you need to have about being intentional about spiritual intimacy in your marriage? You have different Even faiths, when they don't want to. Even when they don't want to. But how do you how do you navigate this? Just because we're in two different places. I mean, this could be like high desire, low desire, right? If we equate it to sexual intimacy, what are the conversations that you're having to still be intentional about what this looks like for the two of you, mm-hmm. right? What are those, what are, how are you each going to take the lead in this? Right. I know. Okay. So I, I actually have and, to address. And, oh, go ahead. Uh, and, and I was just going to say, there's definitely going to be a different spiritual intimacy component. If one is filled in, in faith, in faith and one isn't, mm-hmm. or one is sort of teetering or one, or both of you were in, in or followers or in the faith. And then one decided to walk away. Th- these, these happen. This happens in life, folks. There are multiple, and there are many folks in the one family, couples in the one family, where this has happened. We see it. We read it. You're you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to know that you're not the only couple going through this at this time period. You know, so don't don't walk away and and look at this and go, oh, well, this doesn't pertain to me. No, because these are conversations that you may want to have. It may go going back to part one of this, the feedback loop. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you do bring in. It may look very different, just like the intimacy lifestyle and the sexual intimacy, which we've spoken about for years and years and years, looks different from one couple to the next, to the next, to the next. For you guys, what does it look for you? Mm-hmm. Stop. We got to stop comparing. So we true. have to stop comparing ourselves. And, and, and in this area, I really believe that there is a lot of comp- com- uh, comparison happening. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes from folks that we see on the platforms mm-hmm. that are that are preaching, that are speaking, that are delivering messages, um, and then others who may be on worship or those who are serving or volunteering, and then those who of us who are just sitting there and we're there. And so that comparison can really stifle you, and I believe that that is what's hindering us from truly experiencing this, the spiritual intimacy that like even Elise and I desire at times. Mm-hmm. And, and I say these things and I speak these things because I need to hear it too. Right. Sometimes the truth comes out to me when I speak it into my microphone. And it's just that conversation that I get to have with my beautiful wife, Elisa. So that way, when we walk away from this, we go, oh, wow, we learned something new about one another, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Is it, is it the end all be all? Are we going to have all the answers finished here 
in this episode? No. Are our walk and talks going to shift a little bit about what we're talking about? Yes. Are the conversations around spiritual intimacy going to be opened up a little bit more? Yes. Are we going to put a plan around it? Yes. That all takes time though. And I have to remember myself not to compare myself to those that I see that are, again, on the platform, high volunteers or something else, Mm -hmm. right? This is my journey that Elise and I get to do together. And, and, you know, there's, I'm so glad you said that about comparison because there's no one way for a couple to grow in their spiritual intimacy, just Mm. like there's no one way for a couple to grow in their sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. But it's, it still has, the process still has to start, Mm -hmm. right? Like I I have a couple that I'm working with right now in coaching and he's an atheist and she's a Christian. You better believe we have some really interesting conversations about what spiritual intimacy looks like for the two of them. But one of the things that they figured out is how to have these intellectual conversations around what that looks like. And it actually does draw them closer. It's not like the topic is completely off limits, but they've figured out how to make it work for them. Mm. They figured out how to take the lead, bring you know different articles or you know ideas to one another. Mm. They figured out how to stretch in this place and say, okay, you know what, the, like I'm going to stretch take this action of, you know, whether it's bringing up a topic or, or asking for something that I need in this area that feels like a stretch, but I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. Why? Because we don't want to be like Tony and Lisa are currently with a flat spot on their, on their intimacy wheel. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's something that we each have to each, every couple listening has to evaluate what this is going to look like for them. You know, Tony and I are not going to tell you, you know what, you need to, you need to pray together every day and you need to get up at 5 a.m. And you no, that would be like saying that you all have to do the intimacy lifestyle, you know, with your sexual intimacy, the exact same way that we do it. And that would just be stupid. Mm-hmm. You're different. It doesn't negate though, that you have to have the conversations around it and you have to figure out how the two of you are going to define this and how you are going to strengthen this area of your marriage. Just because you're different than us doesn't mean that this is one of those areas where you can just be like, well, that, you know, rules don't apply. No, it's still, it, it is still, we're all spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. So there is still a component of this, regardless of what your faith is. And we know when your show is heard in 150 countries, give or take, you know that all faiths are represented, all colors are like, everything is represented in the one family. Mm-hmm. So there's no one way to be spiritually intimate together but spiritual intimacy does matter in your marriage. Yep. And when you begin to define that, just like Elisa and I are going to begin doing ourselves, when we hit those and we do those together, then it's a win. It's a, it, we celebrate, right? It, if, if Elisa and I sit down, and, I, and I'm just going to go through this real quick, but if Elisa and I sit down and say, hey, for us to, to accomplish what we want in our spiritual intimacy, that means twice a week we're going to pray together. And if that's what we say, and, and, and maybe we put a time, like I wouldn't even put a time limit. It, it's just, we're going to get together twice a week and we're going to pray. If we do that, then we win. For us, that's a win. We've, we've accomplished what we've set out to do. We were intentional we, and we're taking action. And if we do that, then let's celebrate it. Just like the intimacy lifestyle. I, we, our plan has always been two times a week. We have sex twice a week. We've been doing that for 12 years now. And I never look at it and go, oh man, I wish we had sex more. There, there are definitely weeks we 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 take care of bonus, you know, bonus All day, kinds of and, bonus days, and we get those in. And yet, I don't go back and go, oh man, we should have done it four times this week. And or no, it's like 
that was our plan. That's what we looked at. That's what we've accomplished for 12 years. And this is what we need to do and where we need to be intentional. And I'm sharing this with you and not the audience at this point in time at the one family is that what we do, we, we just mm-hmm. need to put this down on our calendar and go, what are those two days or what, what is it that, how do we define it? How do we define this? So that way we can do it because I've even had on my, on my affirmation card, one of the things that I've been, been believing and praying about is that we will pray together twice a week. So just as a side note, it helps if you let me know that there's stuff on your affirmation card that actually involves me because it's kind of one of those expectations mm-hmm. that if I don't know about, it's a little bit harder to actually execute. I, I understand. I, I'm, I'm, like, I know we're having this conversation. Y'all, this is like what happens, right? Stuff comes out on the show. Uh, but I'm just sharing with you that because that one directly involves me, it's probably helpful mm-hmm. for me to know about it. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you telling me. And this is, this guys, this show stirred up so much in us. It stirred up the conversations around how do we take the lead? It stirred up conversations like sexually, totally 100% vulnerable. This, and we pray out loud with other people, but there's a whole different dimension when you're praying out loud with your spouse. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? The, that vulnerability, you're taking off the mask, you're getting emotionally naked. Like we are stepping outside of the comfort zone with you all. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do this for 30 days and we are going to, you know, it'll probably be in you know one of the Facebook groups where we're talking about, you know, what this journey has looked like for the two of us, but it's, it's getting out there. You guys, we don't, we will never come behind these microphones and be asking you all to do something that we aren't willing to do ourselves. It'll never happen Mm-mm. because if we realize that we need to stretch and just like that quote that I opened up the show with about, you know, the only time that you're growing is when you're uncomfortable. Well, this show makes me uncomfortable. But you know what? That just means that we've got a tremendous opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. and to actually have more freedom, more breakthrough, more connection in our marriage. And I don't know where you are today in this area of your intimacies or in this specific intimacy. But what I do know is that if only 13% of us are living lives where the spiritual intimacy is exactly where we want it, that means 87% of us, we got some room to grow. And so how will you grow this week? Will it be having a conversation about doing a devotional? Will it be having a conversation about, you know, reading the Bible together or, you know, just having conversations about faith? What are you going to do this week? I, I'm not going to put that on you. I know that we're going to sit down and have a conversation. Like we're going to sit down and, and create an intimacy plan for our spiritual intimacy. That is what we are doing this week. I'm putting it on the show so that this way there's the accountability to, you know, tens of thousands of people that this is going to happen. Why? Because I need the accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that somebody will probably hit us up on Instagram or, you know, email or whatever and say, did you do it? The answer is yes. Why? Because it matters that we continue to grow in our marriage. Yeah. So wherever you may be, hey, look at this. Think about it. Open your mouth just like I had to do. You know what I mean? And sometimes it may take a little bit of time to get to that place, but know that we're here for you. You know what? Like Elisa and I will continue to say, we're going to be open, honest, and transparent with you guys 1,000%. Because when we do that, we even experience our own breakthroughs each and every week. And this week, this is one of those weeks where we experience some breakthrough in our own lives. So as you go out this week, get out of your comfort zone. And make sure you join us next week as we go over recreational intimacy. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.